0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host,
1: Todd Citron. Amen to Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Lord Jesus Christ, Father in Heaven, thank you for your great sacrifice and all you give us each and every day. Please bless this meeting, this call, this radio station, all of our families. We ask you to lead us in the righteous path. Thank you so much for everything. Our Father who art in Thank heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, Give us this, this day our daily bread and forgive Give us, us our, trespasses, our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against, against us.
1: And, and lead us not into in temptation, but deliver us from, us from evil. Amen. Amen, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I'm real excited today to have Mr. Keith Kishbaugh. He is the president and CEO of Kishbaugh Construction. Welcome to the show, Keith.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, you know, I, I know who you are and I know your family and it's really a, an honor to be in this booth with you. Well,
1: likewise, you're a blessing to me. I see you have your rope rosary in your hand. I have to happen to have one just like it. You're a man of my heart already. We, we have a kindred spirit. Uh, so, Keith, um, I've known you for a long time, and um, but I want I want our listeners to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are from the beginning.
0: Well, I'm Keith Kishbaugh. I was uh, born and raised just outside of New York City in a little town called Verplank, New York, uh, close to Peekskill. Um, you know, raised in a Marine Corps family. Uh, Basically raised by my grandmother and grandfather who didn't speak English, they were Italian immigrants legally coming to the country and uh you know my father spent his life in the Marine Corps my mother worked for i b m in the city so uh we traveled a lot, you know daddy being transferred to different places, so we lived all over the country um, but you know uh, we this is a this is a about a faith journey and how we got where we're at. And, you know, the, the thing that started me out in life with Jesus and, and you know, knowing about God is that uh, my grandmother would sit on her couch and pray her rosary twice a day. And so that kind of instilled things in me early. But what was really amazing about her was she was, she didn't have good health in you know the last 10 years of her life, but she would still get up and walk to church, which was about a mile and a half away. And to go to a little church on the Hudson River, St. Patrick's on the Hudson River. And just her determination and her faith and and knowing that God was there and, uh, you know, he actually heard us. So I learned that from my grandmother and then picked it up with my mother who had a heart condition all her life.
1: What was your grandmother's name?
0: Jenny. Jenny Marfiotti. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: A good Italian name.
0: Yeah yeah
1: there's a connection with new york and louisiana i've always said that it's i never knew you were from new york uh but that's interesting to me because it really is uh i find similar people
0: the communities up there are uh, when you look back uh, you know new york to me i'm I'm not that impressed with it anymore with everything's going on politically and socialism and but the community I grew up with is very, very uh, Catholic and devoted to Mary. Uh, it's one of these little towns that where, you know, it's like uh, the distance from uh, Lafayette to Henderson, but the, the equivalent of, a, you know, a town that maybe has twelve, fifteen hundred 1,500 people in it. And you parade the Statue of Mary twice a year. Uh, it's just very faith-based. And, beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful.
1: Um you know uh i i, I want to tell you that um i used to we go to holy cross i'm uh, I'm a, a flotton but uh but i that's my home parish and uh and um father Marty uh was from new york i don't know if you heardbourg Borjling, i'm not probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he said to me one day that the only two places on earth that he knew of he was from New York that made the sign of the cross when they when they religiously when they came you know across the church was New York and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really strange because I thought that I was brought up that way. Yeah, you know, uh, never really understood as a child why we did it, but it's it's in reverence to the Eucharist. Well,
0: reverence to the Eucharist, and I do it twice. I I do it once for the Eucharist and then once for the people I love. You
1: know, and uh, that's nice. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So let's back up a little bit. How'd you get to Lafayette? Uh, we drove. <laughs> in a Ford, I hope. <laughs> uh, actually, it was in a Corvair.
0: We didn't have any money growing up. Um, Daddy spent his life in the Marine Corps serving his country. Um, an incredible story there. You know, at 16 years old, he went into World War II, and he he was in almost every major conflict, uh, including at the end of his career, Vietnam. Um So we were living in Miami. We lived in Miami-Dade County for two years. And it was kind of funny because Dad said, uh, you know, I got my orders. And I was, what, 16 years old. And I said, well, where are we going? He said, Lafayette, Louisiana. This is 45 years ago, almost 50 years ago, Um, 46, 47 years ago, to be precise. And he said, Lafayette, Louisiana. And I said, well, Dad, where's Louisiana? It was was pretty prehistoric when we got here, Um, but it was a great experience. Uh, He was in uh, what they called I and I, Inspector Instructor. Uh, They pretty much sent him where there was issues in in a unit. But it was the old uh, Reserve Center that has been since rebuilt, torn down and rebuilt next to the airport.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So
0: uh, you know, I went to Coma High, public school. Uh, which was a unique experience over here.
1: Um, now but, you know we've had Calvin James on the show a bunch. He co-hosts sometimes. Was it that about? Was he there about the time you were
0: there? Well, if you if you mention my name to Calvin James, <laughs> he will light up like a Christmas tree. He and I were pretty tight. Um, we went through the Como High thing together, uh, and then you know we played football together at uh, UL. Of course, he was a scholarship athlete. I was a walk-on he was a real football player i was trying to be a football player but uh you know the i the journey watching calvin uh going through usl at the time and his fall from grace and then to watch him rise to this day and age is just an amazing yeah it's god's
1: work it, is. Know, it really he would, is he would tell you that as well and it's interesting to me that you two knew each other from such a young age cuz mm-hmm. these are two phenomenal Cajun Catholics here that, you know, who knew when they were teenagers at Como where their life would bring you, but they're leaders in our community and I'm just happy and proud to know these guys. So, you, uh, so you were at UL, USL mm-hmm. and, uh, and then on from there, how did, and then how did you get into the construction business?
0: Well, I had to eat, you know, <laughs> That's uh, important. yeah, my, uh, mom and dad moved to Austin, Texas when I was just starting, uh, USL. Um, So again, we didn't have any money, um, and and I had to work a couple of jobs along with uh, because I love sports too, and I wanted to be an athlete. And uh, you know, my my little track career, which I still continue today at 64 years old, uh, started uh, with Coach Poole at Coma High, and then uh, Bob Cole let me walk on at uh, USL. And, you know, I found it uh, because I was not a scholarship athlete, I had to provide for myself on weekends. So what I started doing was uh, painting houses in the, the St. Streets. And people ask me to this day, how did you get your talent to know construction the way you do? And I said, well, growing up, we had to do everything for ourselves, whether it was work on the house, fix the air condition, plumbing, paint the house, or fix our car. We had to do it ourselves. So It was the school of hard knocks coming up, but I started my career in 1979 uh, in the St. Streets, and that's where I got my money to eat on weekends.
1: Now, tell me, as a businessman in Lafayette, this will be a a difficult, maybe question, maybe easy, but how, how do you bring your faith life into your business life? And maybe how do you not do that without without stepping on some toes? Oh, I'm
0: not worried about it. Listen, no, no toes. there's no gray area about me. <laughs> I'm not worried about stepping on anybody's toes. Okay. You know, like I say to everybody, as long as Jesus loves me and my German shepherds don't bite me when I go home at night, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Because, that, you know, uh, Tim Tebow uh, said it remarkably one day, and uh, let me see if I can say it under pressure here. Uh, I don't know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future.
1: Wow. I yeah. like that.
0: And, uh, I love him. Uh, you know, anybody that knows me, um, you know, ever since I was in school, uh, I was proud to pray over my meals in the cafeteria, and, and I wasn't concerned about who, who thought anything of it. Although one day when I did it, this beautiful blonde-headed girl walked up to me and said, that was a nice move. And I said, well, it's just who I am. So we ended up dating all through
1: college. <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. And she was a good Catholic, too. <clears throat> I have a friend of mine who lost his wife, and um, and he, uh, <clears throat> you know, I guess he's shopping around a little bit and maybe getting back into it. And uh, and um, he, uh, he, he, who I want to say this, because I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. But anyway, I guess what I want to say and what you're saying to me is that, Ladies are attracted to men who are faithful, and very attracted, and in some cases, overly attracted. And I'll say that in his case because I, you know, I, he went on a date one time with a girl and brought her to church, and I'm like, man, that's like a big deal to a lady. May not be a big deal to a guy, but for a woman, and I have three girls, you know, that's a mm-hmm. big thing for, for to get invited to go to mass with it, with a potential husband you want to say and maybe that's that seems that's like a big step i'm not into the facebook and the dating scene and all that good stuff but that would be like who? that's a big step but uh you know um it's it is something that when a man and um when a man and his faith steps forward it's 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 a little different than when a lady steps forward
0: oh i agree and I, and and it's got to be sincere from the heart you know it can't be show and tell or smoke right. and air. it's you know, uh, I, I can tell you, I'm very proud of the way. Yeah, let back up a minute. We, I'm a, we sin. We, Absolutely. We're, we're, we're fallible. Um, we have our distractions, especially in today's world. So it's difficult at times. But at the same time, you always know that uh, Jesus is there. He understands your, you know, your, your shortcomings. And mercy, mercy is everything. You got to pray for mercy. But you know, my journey with my grandmother and my mother teaching me um, about faith and God. And you know, I can, I can share uh, at some point maybe a personal story. Uh, there's no question in my mind. People, people say they believe in God, but there's doubts in their mind. You know, there's no doubt in my mind. And please share that story. If you, uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something here. Okay you know uh we've we've been fortunate to accomplish a lot of things in our lives you know uh, uh money if you will prestige property uh all kinds of things you know uh you know in sports i've accomplished incredible things in sports for someone who pretty much had very little talent but the thing that hits me the most The most rewarding thing in my life is, I think you know one of my sons. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, uh, Peter, my 23-year-old, was a superstar basketball player. Uh, He could have went on and played in college, and one of the best athletes I ever coached in my life, and so humble. And, you know, he started the trend in our family uh, at Fatima. And then Keith David, my 20-year-old, followed. Uh, They are both altar boys all through junior high and all through high school. And that that takes some guts to do that for peer pressure. For sure. Keith David still altar boys at Our Lady of uh, Wisdom for the 9 o'clock Mass. But the most rewarding thing in my entire life is not, not the world championship I won in martial arts or some of the other things that I've accomplished, but watching those two boys serve together at Our Lady of Fatima. That's Amen. just an amazing thing to watch.
1: Amen. You know, uh, uh same with my daughters, you know. It doesn't matter where they go in life or what they want to be, as long as they just go to church and as long as they do God's work and they stay close. That's always been our mm-hmm. focus. My wife and I, you know, with the kids, my wife went through about with with um breast cancer and God bless that, her. That that can change everything in your family dynamic mm-hmm. as well and you know. That's everything. It's 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 all. So I want to uh touch on this. I I was looking at your bio on the um, when you were running for office recently, and in there it said one thing that caught my attention. It said "pro-life, pro-Jesus." Tell me what that means.
0: Well, pro-Jesus is like you—you uh, you wear him uh, on your shoulder. You just—you're never afraid to listen. If someone came up to me and said, "I got this twelve million dollar project for you," okay, but you can't pray on the job you can't you can't have a cross in your car i would say we just you need to find somebody else that's being pro jesus you know testifying for him you know like every in construction let me tell you something man we have some rough guys that work for us and i'm always preaching to them. you know well you know this is going on in my life and i says i told him i said make sure you have jesus in your life you know, my plumber just bought a, a, a big house. You know, he's successful. I said, make sure you have room in that house for Jesus. Nice. You know, that's being pro Jesus. Uh, pro life is. I mean, that's a that's a no brainer. I mean, mm-hmm. abortion is murder. You know, uh, this virus we're going through is nothing compared to how many souls get murdered in abortion every day. Mm-hmm.
1: So I you know as a person who enjoys watching politics I don't ever want to be in politics but I do enjoy it my mother used to love it as well watching Fox News mm-hmm. and and CNN and just hearing I I I'm into it and um my take when I read that on you is it's unapologetic you know it the pro Jesus part is like okay I'm not only pro life but I'm, I'm unapologetic about my, my faith in, in God, right? I mean, that's right. what I'm hearing from No, oh, yeah. There's no question and, about and, it. And, like you said earlier, maybe some of it is surface level when you see these politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, they, that's a badge they wear, not necessarily a, 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 a like when,
0: when, when I wake up sometimes at night, two o'clock in the morning, the first thing I do is touch the cross next to my bed, ask for peace, you know, pray a little bit, and just go back to sleep. Listen, we are nothing. We are absolutely nothing if, if there's no God in our life. We have no purpose. You know, it's, it makes no sense. Um, I don't care how much money you have. I mean, you can be worth trillions of dollars. It's not going to buy you another minute. And that's the way I, I teach my boys and my family is, listen, what's remarkable in my life is that I really believe that every day is a gift. You know the 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 time we have right now that you and I are sitting here is it's you can't take it for granted. Every minute of every day is a gift, and if you look at life like that, you'll let fewer things get you down.
1: You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. Keith Kishbaugh and. uh he is originally from New York. I did not know that, but he is definitely a Cajun Catholic, 100%, you know, and I know. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm dying here. Like <laughs> I
0: sold my house in Austin, Texas. I'm dying here in Lafayette, man. Uh,
1: you, we, we talked a little bit before we came about some of the influence with priests in your life, and mm-hmm. I'd like you to share that with you. And I do want to hear that story about how you know God is for real.
0: Um, I, That's a tough one to get through. Right. I, it gets really emotional when I bring that up. And
1: let's talk about that one.
0: Um. Well, let's talk about the priests first.
1: <laughs> all right, go ahead.
0: So uh, I was very fortunate to be involved in uh, Fatima early with Monsignor Segura and stayed there all these years. Uh, I want to say I've been through seven priests. The latest was uh, Father Russo, who is just an absolutely remarkable man. Now, Monsignor Le- de, de Blanc is over there now, and we're working through things. But I spent uh, 10 years remodeling Fatima with Father Russo. Incredible, spiritual uh, intelligent man, and but I have to give a shout out to Father Gary Schek Snyder. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, I was fortunate also enough to play the the guitar and sing uh, for Our Lady of Wisdom, Our Lady of Fatima, and uh, Saint Edmunds Church. Actually, the sole musician for the four o'clock mass for ten years at uh,
1: at Saint Edmunds. At Saint Edmunds,
0: yeah. yeah. So I got to be close to a lot of priests, and and I'll tell you, not all priests are uh, created equal. You know, um, just like in anything, it's not going to be perfect. I don't know. What do we have like four, five hundred thousand priests on the planet, so you're going to have some some areas there. Sometimes it doesn't work out for a priest, and they shouldn't be a priest. But the priests that I've been involved with over the years, uh, you know, they they've all been incredible. Uh, at Our Lady of Fatima, at uh,
1: uh, you know
0: father hampton was at wisdom father sheck snyder i am um,
1: love father hampton you know no doubt no doubt i well, want to leave time for your story keith so we got we got about uh, i guess about eight or nine minutes left on the show but um i'll just say this to me and i know where we're, i kind of headed a little bit with this but when i made Corsia, um and i left there it was 16 years ago my life changed forever that rosary you have in your hand has been in my hand ever since and and I, I, knew the first night I left there that my life would never be the same, and I knew God existed. So you that, know, with the
0: Christia, what uh, uh West Castile sponsored me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably know West. Absolutely, he's a good man. Um, that was twenty five years ago for me, and they kept trying to get me to go on a re- retreat, and I said, I don't need to retreat. I need to charge. You know, and uh, you know, I'm in the Marine Corps. You never retreat. You just fall back, regroup, and charge. But he finally convinced me to go on a chrysia, and it's not something that I felt like I needed. Uh, went there, prayer Roan, and you know, the, the devil don't cross the tracks at prayer Roan. Uh, it's a very unique experience. Uh, I can remember, and this is not the story, of, but um, I remember taking notes
1: you remember the notes yes
0: (laughs) well when you look at your notes the next day and you wonder who wrote your notes (laughs) that's when
1: you know the holy spirit's really working (laughs) that's right you remember that oh yeah i've had i've had a few guests on here that that came on to the show days after they uh made and they're like who was that person you know i mean it's the same thing You're Mm -hmm. you're like who is that guy but, uh, but tell me about your God story. I definitely want to get it in. And, uh, okay, and I'll try
0: to get it through it. It, uh, it actually took uh, a long, long time before I could tell this. And the first person I told it to is my dad when he came visit me. He's deceased now, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, back in 1989, uh, you know, I was having a lot of trouble finishing some projects. I was doing a lot of work myself. I was under a lot of pressure. I wasn't sleeping at night. And then, uh, you know, I'm laying in bed. And I, I woke up, <clears throat> I see it's tough, let's see if I can get myself together. Thank you, time. So uh, my hand was up in the air. So I looked up, and Jesus was holding my hand. So I went back to sleep. I was having trouble sleeping for about six months. After that, I never had trouble sleeping again, (laughs) so, and everything worked out, and it was not a dream, very realistic, and I felt the most incredible calmness. You, You can't put that into words. It's just an amazing feeling.
1: I know for me, after Garcia, and mine wasn't as clear as that, but, you know, let's just say when Jesus holds your hand in a a, um, not in a physical way but in a spiritual way um, your life is never going to be the same and and for me it was I want to have that feeling for the rest of my life Right.
0: well if you believe you actually have someone you can call on that's going to take care of everything I mean we we can't do it no doubt you know when you're when you're faced with something that has no answer, you know, Jesus has the answer.
1: Um I had this experience after Macedonia was where um not only was Jesus real, but the the devil was very real as well. Um do you feel that? Do you do you have a similar Oh experience? yeah,
0: Satan is alive and well. I mean, there's evil. Just look at what people do. I mean, um uh, look at some look at some of our politicians. I mean, you You can't do that, some of the stuff that goes on in our country now, and have a conscience. And, you know, evil has no conscience. But at the end of the day, if you have faith, God's in control. God is always in control. He's just not going to run our lives on a puppet string.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's nice. uh, What do you do as a a daily routine or, or 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 how do you deal with after you have such a close encounter with Christ um how do you how do you move forward in life like like with that is that something that you know well that was
0: what 30 something years ago
1: what's 89 That's yeah that's 31 years ago
0: yeah um well you can't you can't make yourself perfect you can't expect yourself to be perfect you have to be a person you have to fall you have to ask for forgiveness. you got to beg for mercy. you got to live your life as a person. You know, you're, We're not saints, and the saints have a special place. The golden rule in life is, you know what the golden rule is?
1: Treat others as you would want to be treated. Yeah,
0: that's the golden rule, and that's the way you go through everyday life. When you, and when you're in a position like you are, like I am, like some people that are going to hear this radio station, don't be afraid to help people, you know. If you're worth millions of dollars, you know, I'm not saying you give it away. I'm saying when you have opportunities to help the, the, the person that's out of their luck, you know, someone who may have a cancer issue and they having a hard time paying their bills, that, that, when, you, when you donate something to them, money or help, that's, you know, that's glorifying our Lord. You, know, you don't have to be a pushover. You don't have to be weak. You can be a tough guy. You can be an MMA fighter and promote Christ. And my advice is don't ever try to be perfect. You know, don't, don't you know, beat yourself up when you make a mistake or you sin or you do something that uh, you think is a sin. You know, just make up for it, you know.
1: I'll throw Calvin's line out. I throw it out a lot, but Calvin coined it. I don't know where he got it from, but he always says, be meek, not weak.
0: And uh, you Calvin know. and I come from Como high, man. <laughs>
1: they, they teaching that at Como?
0: <laughs> no. What, what taught us that Como is fighting your way out of the parking lot in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, that's why you became a a, a a fighter.
1: That that was why, just for survival purposes. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. Um well we have a couple of minutes left on the show. And um, you know, Keith, I wanna say that um we are at the age where I guess it's a crossroads in our life where you take all this experience and this 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 wisdom that you have, and I'm so proud that you're passing this on to all of our listeners because I know those boys those people got their ears perked up right now. But um, what what do you want your legacy to be? um, You know, we're not hopefully we got a lot of years left on this earth, but you know, what do you want your legacy to be here?
0: Uh, That we built a community, that we uh, you know tried our best, that we did it right, or we tried to do it right, you know, and that we're leaders, not followers. Um, and you fight, you fight for your liberty, you fight for your religious freedom, um, you know, you fight for your constitution. You know, this is the last place on earth, you know. We have to, we have to keep America right, and it comes each and every day with each and every one of us. You know, to preserve, like uh, President Trump coming out and making churches essential. You know, um, there was a, I was telling my family a, a joke uh, the other night that these two guys were in prison. This was a few weeks ago. And they were talking about what they did wrong to get put in jail. And one guy said, well, I committed a murder. And uh, the murderer asked, well, what did you do? He says, well, I went to church. You know. Nice you know we we have to be careful and we have to keep god first and i you know america's great but america will never be as great as it can be as long as we allow abortion i'm convinced of that
1: we, we've we run out of time on the show i hope you'll come back real soon i always ask you to come back and invite a guest and uh just been a real blessing to my family and to us and to this community and thank you for being on the show today Keith. Oh,
0: well, look it's an honor to be here and i'm humbled by it and uh you know, you got me to tell something on the air that
1: I would have never done. Wow. So the Holy Spirit moved you to move me, brother. It's, it's been a blessing. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for telling that story. Again, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. We always uh, we, we encourage you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless.